One of the bigger problems I see sometimes, though, Steve, is that people think that followers and likes and subscribers equal fans, and they don't. That number does not add up. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. As I was transferring some audio from one computer to another, I ran upon this interview I did last year during a summit called the Music Launch Hub with Steve Palferman. And some really good questions were asked that I thought you could benefit from. So I wanted to share a portion of that with you on this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Welcome, Rick. Welcome to the show. Dude, I'm excited. I'm looking over here. I'm seeing Italy. I'm seeing Utah. I'm seeing Boston, Chicago, uh, this is great, dude. And I'm surprised you're still awake because I know how hard it is to do what you're doing and I could never pull it off. I'm not that organized. <laughs> you know, when you take those character tests and it says what your strengths are as a leader organization, <laughs> mine, it just always says sucks. You know, it just kind of comes out at the bottom. So when I first saw that you, I was excited for you to launch it first off because I wanted to buy it. So when I could get in at 97 bucks, I'm like, dude, I'm in. And you're like, wait, Rick, what are you doing here? I'm like, no, because I sent you a thank you. Just say, hey, thank you for doing this. Because what people don't understand sometimes, Steve, is they're like, I can, you know what? I can learn anything technical. Any of us, any of you watching this, if you take the time, you can learn anything technical. But what you can't do is recreate my experiences or my knowledge. And that's the way I felt about the guests that you had. I'm like, dude, I can go hang out with Kerry Cole. I can go hang out again with John Ojaka. I can get to know Suze. You know, I can go hang out with Ross and Mauricio again. You know, I can learn from you. It's like there was all these fantastic minds that you brought together. And I'm like, because I get something from everyone. I'm, I get more excited sometimes about being a student as I do being a teacher. Because when I hear something that works, I'm like, dude, I'm off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to then add my touch to it, you know, and add my stuff. So I just hats off to you for everything that you've done to make this happen. Biggest thing I've seen by far. I mean, and it's gone off flawlessly, yeah, you know, not you. to jinx it because it could crash well, right during our conversation, yeah. but it better well, not. I want Steve Rennie next. I've been, yeah. I actually was a guest of Red Man's and reached out to him a long time ago. I'm a big fan of what he does. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited for this, this last day. Uh, you and you and Steve, it's just going to, just going to cap it off beautifully, but thanks for the appreciation. It means a lot. Like this has, I've definitely shaved off a year of my life just from sleeping patterns. Mm. Um, so, so it's much appreciated. Uh, great to see all you guys there from different places in the world. Uh, I'm now assuming you can see and hear us. So that is fantastic. I'll let you know before we get started, uh, chat away in the side there, but there is a place down the bottom for questions. We'll be getting to those at the end. 
uh, and we will only be answering questions down the bottom. So if you see any folks rocking in um, and they're lost or they can't hear, let them know it's probably their problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get them to check it on their end. If you can look out for us, that would be awesome. And uh, and let them know to uh, pop the questions down the bottom as well. If you can just help out with a little bit of moderating for us, that would be awesome uh, because there's so many of you beautiful people here and we've, we've got more rocking in as we as we're going. So. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, we're going to be talking about social media and fan engagement today uh, and specifically about nurturing fans, whether you're nurturing your first five or whether you're scaling um, on mass. And the thing that I find uh, found really interesting about this, which we'll dive into a bit in a moment, is uh, this doesn't get talked about a lot. Like, how do you nurture a, how do you nurture fans when you've got, you know, half a million of them or more? Sure. Uh, how do we keep those connections? Uh, how do we keep people, you know, how do we keep 109 of you here at the moment and growing feel like you're a part of this thing? Um, and that's something that I think is really important for all of us to have a, have a look at. So please welcome Rick Barker, the founder of Music Industry Blueprint, here to, uh, here to dive in. I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that for a while uh, I was just always curious, especially, you know, we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of Taylor being launched, which, by the way, it's interesting. You're in Australia. The Today Show Australia reached out to me and I will be a guest. On, right. Yes. On the Today Show Australia, uh, cool. which will be really interesting. But a lot of the questions that I get asked about Taylor a lot lately is how has she been able to maintain this, you know, when we first started, we only had MySpace. It was one form of social media. I had a 16-year-old little girl that had no problems wanting to go out and talk to people. And she would just get on there and build these conversations. As she got bigger and as different uh, other social platforms emerged, each of them carried a different conversation. So the one key to any of this is understand the language of where you're having the conversation. If you're having a conversation on Instagram, you obviously know it's pictures. You know, you can write all the things you want and have all the hashtags you want. But if your pictures suck, for lack of a better word, you're not going to be effective on Instagram. Twitter, you've got 140 characters to carry on a conversation. So you're going to pretty much have to get to the point. But Twitter got so noisy and so loud that if it just one day just go to tweetdeck.com. Type in and watch how fast your feed goes. Well, that's what the attention that you're trying to get from someone right now. So that's why you want to be able to use images. Facebook now. Oh, my goodness. The fact that you can go live and have your own television show every single day with no one telling you what you can or cannot say. Absolute game changer for me. Uh, last year, I wasn't even talking about it because it had just started. I did one of the first Facebook lives as I was the social media mentor for the American Idol contestants. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a cool little toy. You know, all these kids that say, oh, kids, teenagers don't use Facebook. Put Austin Mahone or one of those guys on Facebook going live and you'll see a million little girls over there having this conversation <laughs> with these guys. So really understanding what is available to you and at your control with no gatekeepers is the first thing. You know, it's like, okay, I have the tools. Now, who is it that I want to have these conversations with? Who is it that I want to share this music with? One of the bigger problems I see sometimes, though, Steve, is that people think that followers and likes and subscribers equal fans, and they don't. That number does not add up. 
And that's where it's like I see people launching records because they have 10,000 Twitter followers, but they're getting two favorites every time they share something. And then they're pissed off when they didn't sell any records. Well, I have 10,000 Twitter followers, for goodness sakes. You know, I have all these subscribers on YouTube. What's your engagement like, though? That's the key is what is that engagement? Like, and that's what I try to really focus on with the people I teach is like, look, let's just go find a hungry audience and feed them. Let's get involved in as many conversations as we can. Let's talk about them, not just talk about you, which a lot of artists tend to forget sometimes. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's so easy to do. And it's also easy to sort of see this term and go, well, I'm, I'm putting my music out there. What isn't engaging about my music? Uh, Can you go a little bit deeper for us just into, into what fan engagement really means and how we can maybe some small little practice steps on finding it? Fan engagement for me is you asking questions about them. Just being pretty and able to sing or fat and able to sing or ugly and able to sing doesn't make you special. Except to anybody but your mama, you know, it's like that does not make you unique. It's like Gary Vaynerchuk says this all the time. He's day trading attention. You are trying to get the attention of someone that Beyonce is trying to get their attention. Jay-Z is trying to get their attention. Taylor Swift's trying to get their attention. 21 Pilots is trying to get their attention. The Voice is trying to get their attention. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. The guy next to you at the guitar center is trying to get their attention. Everyone wants their attention. So what is going to make you stand out is when you come in and start caring about them, not just showing up talking about you. And that's what made Taylor special is she would get in there and she'd go, what do you guys like about boys? Oh my gosh, that's what I like about boys. Our song, love story. Oh, he cheated on you? Holy crap, he cheated on Abigail too. Should have said no, picture to burn. I mean, she wrote her entire record for this group of people because she understood what they were talking about and what they wanted. And she just told it from her unique perspective. And that's what she does today. Today, she I, there's some report, and I'll have to look it up. We can physically, physically only carry the burdens and the responsibilities of having about 20 true friends. I mean, that's knowing their kids, their kids' birthdays, their anniversaries, what they like. About 20 of those people is about. So you're like, well, holy crap, I need to maintain 5,000 relationships. No, you need to show up consistently and participate in what 500 other thousand people are talking about because they all talk about certain things. What's the movie everyone's talking about right now? Jump in on that conversation. What's the sporting event that everyone's talking about right now? Jump in on that conversation. Don't get political, but jump in on that conversation. If somebody did something absolutely ridiculous, laugh about it because we're all laughing. But if we just show up every day going, vote for me, buy for me, share my video, please go buy my song on iTunes. Hey, if you share this a hundred times, I'm going to let you see a video. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know who you are. So I could give a crap about your video. I'm not going to share. We're not at that point in our relationship yet for me to start sharing you with my friends, especially if you're going to be this loud and obnoxious. I'm not going to share you with my friends. So when people go, nobody shares my stuff. Take a look at your stuff. You know, it's like my, my friend has this great saying. He says, if you meet three assholes in the in a day, the asshole's probably you. So if you're just yelling all the time and jumping at people and you're like, 
Nobody ever shares my video. Well, what did you say? You just told them, hey, share this. No, tell them a story about the video. Let them know how hot it was that day. Let them know, you know, that you dated the actress in the video. Let them know that it took you forever to pick out that hat. Let them know something. Give them something besides do something for me. And that was the thing. These fans will do everything for you if they feel like you know them, not just that they know you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.